All right, everybody, welcome to the 10th episode of the On Fire podcast. We're in the double digits, baby. Let's go. And I'm here with Colton today. The one and only Mr. Versure. You already know, baby. How you doing today? Oh, excellent. It's a great day to be recording our 10th epi. Uh, what a milestone, eh? Hey, what a, what a milestone. You know, we're at 150 uh, plays over the first uh, nine episodes and uh, you know, they've just been really well received. You know, we got a lot of people um, saying they like it. And, uh, you know, I think today's gonna be a great episode. And um, I think I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. So um, let's how, how about we get into it, Colton? What do you say? Let's get into it. Let's dive into it. Let's things. go. Let's just let's just get right into let's it. Do it so uh, the first on fire this week is none other than the new Eric Carlson, the new prime Eric Carlson, Absolutely. Mr. Kale McCarr. He is sick, man. He is on a tear. I mean, like that overtime goal against Chicago where he does a spinorama on Kirby Dak. Yeah. Fucking, goes top shelf. Unbelievable. Yeah, he had Kirby Dock dancing. Like, and then he put and then he had Flurry he's, dancing. He's he crazy. Had, he's like yeah. he's like a forward out there, man. Yeah, he was yeah, he was nasty. Like he's a very offensive defenseman and I think he's um you know, he's he, his edge work is insane. He absolutely like stopped on a dime and sent Kirby Dock flying like, into another dimension, man. The man, like, the man can snipe. I mean his goal against Nashville a couple nights ago. Um he can snipe. I mean, uh, I was listening to a podcast because I'm a big uh, Avalanche fan, obviously. What podcast was it? It was the Barstool one with Biz Nasty. And oh, yeah. uh, it was with McKinnon. Mc- Spit, is that Spitting Chicklets? Spitting Chicklets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, McKinnon was saying, this was after the Stanley Cup bubble, mm-hmm. so two years ago. And uh, McKinnon was saying he thinks McCarr is going to have a 30-goal season. And at the time, I was like, 30 goals is a lot for a D. But like... Yeah. I think we could see a 30-goal season this year. Honestly, like, most forwards can't even get that. But the guy is basically, like, kind of reminds me of Brent Burns, where Brent Burns was drafted as a forward. Yeah. And, like, he's he's a very offensive defenseman. And he, um, I feel like someone like that is back on the point because they could see the entire ice and everybody in front of them. They, like, just their, their hockey sense just is able to look at every single player on the ice, where they are, where they're where the holes to go through are and he's able to use his meticulous edge work to just like go through everybody without a problem and he's he like the way he just dances and like on the blue line he's like so fine with his edge work it's it's insane and um yeah no like do do you think Colton that he can be considered top 3 players in the league at this moment like just like just right top, now, top three defense for sure. Yeah, out of all the players in the league, I don't think so. But yeah. I mean, top three D for sure. He's having himself uh, Norris nominee year. Um, yeah, there's a couple good defense out there this year that are mm-hmm. standing out. Yeah, like I remember um, when Eric Carlson was was in his prime, right? And I think everyone was like saying that he's like one of the best like players in the league, let alone defensemen. But um, I think McCarr like. If if you had to choose between Fox or Makar, who would you take? Oh, Kale Makar all day, man. I'm taking Kale all day too. Yeah. Like, dude, where's Makar at? Like, oh, you know, no, that guy's Fox sick. is pretty good too, though. He's, yeah, uh, Fox is good, but fuck that him. guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, God. no, he's good, but uh, um, he's just not Kale Makar. To simply so put it, right? Hard. I think Fox maybe having like a better 
uh, season, maybe. Like, his points, just New York. But I don't know. Kilmer Carr's kind of turned it up. So, like, I, I don't know who's really having a better year because, like, Fox was doing better for a while. There's Fox. I mean, there's Victor Hedman down in uh, Tampa Bay there. I mean, like, I love wa- watching uh, Victor Hedman play. Like, he's such a good defenseman. He's huge. He's huge. He makes playing defense look easy out there. He, he doesn't make the shootouts look easy, no, though. No, <laughs> he's that. pretty bad at the shootout. Yeah, like, that's probably the worst, like, shootout attempts i've ever seen that's like what happens in chell when you when you go to input a sick dangle and then you do the wrong thing by accident then you just have to like just shoot it at the goalie's pads but like absolutely man yeah no um i i think honestly it's pretty easy to name the top three defensemen in the league and like you can you can do whatever order you want as long as you have makar fox and headman in there like even uh a guy like roman yossi is having himself a good year this year for sure. I think Yossi would definitely make the top five, yeah. Um, I think he's got, uh, I think Yossi's got 12 goals. Makar's at 16, so, like, Yossi's having himself a good year, too, putting up lots of points on the power play, and uh, Nashville is just having a good year this year, hey? Yeah, that's uh, that's our next point here is the Nashville Predators, uh, especially someone like Matty Douche, um, who I didn't expect Matt Duchesne to have a good year. I thought this guy was kind of, like had had fallen from grace and wasn't that good anymore but yeah it's i was proven wrong it's shocking he's got 34 points 34 games uh 17 goals yeah eight of them coming on the power play four of them game winning three in overtime so like he's having himself a year um you know when Deshane first came to nashville signed that eight year eight million dollar deal um eight by eight I was like, oh, this guy's like their number one center. And uh, he's been there the last three years. And uh, his first two years, he was like kind of underperforming, didn't really deserve that $8 million. But uh, this year is a different story. I mean, he's right up there in power play goals. He's behind Dreisaitl, Debrinkat, and uh, Matthews. So he's uh, he's having himself a year. And uh, he's a playoff performer as well. He scored... Uh, couple big overtime goals in his career yeah no definitely like I think Colton more than anybody uh kind of has a good idea of Matt Duchesne um him coming coming from Colorado especially you know um that's right yeah no that guy's like he's like I said he's just surprising to me but um you know like he he's been good before I just didn't expect him to be good anymore but he uh he's showing that he's worth that big contract that he signed and I think um a big part of their success is like even though they lost Ellis and Arvidsson somehow they're still top of their division and I think that's due in part to players like um Philip Forsberg is one of the most underrated players in the league. Filthy Phil, baby. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. (laughs) Filthy Phil. Yeah, no, he's he's sick. Uh, They've got Ryan Johansson. Eli Tolvanen's doing really good. Oh, yeah, he's good. Uh, Um, Cunning. Matthew Kachuk's best friend from high school, Luke Cunning. Uh, (laughs) How the fuck do you know that? Because, man. (laughs) Matthew Kachuk loves that guy. That's so funny. (laughs) And then they've got uh, Roman Yossi on the point. And and Yusei Saros in net. Um, He's he's a stud. He's right up there, top of the league in save percentage, goals against average. I mean, he's a young stud between the pipes. For sure. I think that's such a good replacement for Pecorine because he's so good. But let's be honest here. Their their success is totally due in part to the signing of uh, Big Save Dave. They love him oh, here yeah. in Calgary, they you know. Love him. <laughs> but um, 
I also like what Nashville's doing with their goaltending situation. They had good goaltending in Pecorine. They got Yusei Saros and let him train up. Well, now they have good goaltending in Yusei Saros, but they just and, took uh, Yaroslav Askarov at 10th exactly, overall. Yeah, so Skarov. they're not expecting this young goalie to just come in and like save them from bad goaltending. They have good goaltending now, which is going to give time for someone like Yaroslav Askarov to train. And then he's going to be able to be in peak condition when he finally comes and plays with Yusei Saros. So... Teams like Edmonton who just expect their prospects to not develop and just go straight into the lineup, that's a problem. And we've seen that before. We saw it with like, you know, like Jordan Eberle, Taylor Hall, and like Jesse Pugliarvi especially, right? Pugliarvi. Shout out Kelly. Big uh, Pugliarvi lover. Yeah. Pugliarvi. That guy's a beauty. Uh, He's a fucking Bison king. Bison king. Nice bison. Yeah. Nice bison. Um... So, yeah, Nashville's good. Kale McCarr good. Kale McCarr's good. You know who else is good? Elvis versus Lincolns. Nah. LV Mers. That guy's sick. Like, um, he's, he's such a young goalie. Like, and I remember his rookie season. We were talking about this before. Like, yeah, he, uh, he, in his first eight games, he had eight straight wins and five shutouts in the league, right? Like, he's, yeah. he really showed that he was like a stud right out of the gates right and he doing he's all the, of his rock star sellies after the game and like, yeah like the guy's such a good energy and like i feel like someone like columbus needed that because like columbus spark yeah because yeah, columbus is such a boring team and even panarin couldn't get them out of that right no. so how how does someone like elvis mers lincoln's get them out of that when fucking panarin and bobrovsky and they bobrovsky had, they had duchene right yeah they did have duchene they had zingle all that stuff like they just couldn't get out of it right um he's the first goalie to shut out carolina this, this year season yeah yeah Columbus just beat him uh six nothing the other day and... with that big save or no that was against yeah, yeah. uh chicago that was against it? chicago okay yeah. yeah but that that save is kind of like super athletic man robin leonard couldn't make that save yeah no that fat ass couldn't do shit he he would like he'd be like oh fuck you know <laughs> he like fucking robin Leonard is not that quick he's not that agile he's like he'd have he'd have to pick up his beer belly before he could slide across the crease you know and that absolute you know, muffin top maybe get another uh tattoo to deal with it or something and yeah, you know right. he, I, I don't know but um yeah, no, Elvis Merzlikens just made a super athletic save against Chicago. It was very impressive. Uh, I think he's a very good. He's been a very good player this week. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, probably the biggest star of the week, uh, Kodak Black. Oh, I want. I, I know we're a little late, but I still wanted to talk about this because that guy was like, <laughs> wait, wait, what do you th- what do you think about it, Cole? Like, run, run us through what happened. I've never seen anything like it, but for those of you that don't know what happened, Kodak Black was at the Panthers game. Christian Hansen was also at the uh, Panthers game, so shout out Christian. Might be correlated, we don't know. Yeah, Christian was was probably watching it happen, probably covering (laughs) his little sister's eyes, but uh, (laughs) basically Kodak Black was in his, uh, when he was in a suite with his uh, girl or whatever, Yeah, and uh, they were going at it, like on the railing, like with all the fans there like they wide were, open at a panthers game yeah they were uh, making love right in front of everybody i've never seen anything like it man it was absolutely wild uh things kodak black was doing that night laying pipe he was back checking hitting from behind 
uh, you know, he was doing all that. He like so he had this girl just fucking bent, like right, and, and like my, mind wild. you that those suites are fucking huge, yeah. and he could have like gone to the back and like done whatever, but like he had to like bring her out to the stairwell, like amongst the families, pretty much right next to the like suite with all the executives of the Florida Panthers too. That, yeah. So it's like the owner of the team, and then on the suite right next to him, right in front of everybody, he's just got this girl bent, and he's like laying pipe and that is so fucking funny man like he was just giving it and everyone's like trying to like play it off like he was like just dancing or something no way man. as torts would say bad for the sport yeah it's bad for the sport but i don't know i think it's great for the sport you know i think uh i think we need more people uh fucking oh, in the arenas so no yeah <laughs> i think we need more of that um <clears throat> so now that we're done with that uh, Nathan McKinnon had a comment uh, that I'm sure everybody saw. It was all over Instagram. He was talking about Kadri not making the All-Star game. And to quote him, he said, It's silly. I don't think every team should send a guy. It's the All-Star game, not a participation game. Colton, what do you think about that? You know, like, I'm personally not a fan of the All-Star game itself. But, like, the All-Star, All-Star uh, skills competition, I absolutely love. I think... Uh, McKinnon's got a point there. I mean, Nazem Kadri's having a career year this year. He's fifth in the league in scoring. Um, he's just on a tear. I mean, scoring big goals when, like, a person on that top line's out in Colorado. Um, like, the all-star voting, I don't know. Like, there could be better players that go, in my opinion, to the all-star. Why, why does Buffalo have to send someone? Why does who, Ottawa have to send who someone? Who did Buffalo send? I, 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 I don't even... Oh, it was Rasmus Dahlin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, um... Like, there's their next man in, or whatever, that they're trying to get votes for is fucking Tage Thompson. I saw that. No one yes. gives a shit about even Rasmus Dahlin. Rasmus Dahlin's not even, like, as good as, like, all these people who should be there, man. Like, um fucking i hate that everyone has to have a fucking player there and nate mack wasn't being hypocritical because he knows that he, his team has been bad in the past he said in that exact same interview that in 2017 they shouldn't have sent anybody when they only sent nathan mckinnon from the avalanche because he knows the team was bad and they didn't deserve to have an all-star in that game no. but you know like people who I, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's kind of embarrassing that they're like, you know, oh, well, everyone gets to send one player to the All-Star game. It's the fucking All-Star game. It should be the best players in the league, hands down. It shouldn't be about, oh, well, everybody's got to get one because it's fair because yeah, Daddy Bettman said so. It's, uh, it's brutal. Like, I love the skills competition, but, like, the All-Star game yeah. itself just doesn't make sense. Bro, like, fucking McKinnon's right. Kadri should be there. He was, like, at the top of the league for scoring. And you know who else should be there? Is Kale McCarr there? I think he's going. Uh, no, just McKinnon, I'm pretty... I don't, I no, don't I think McCarr's going. Know. Anyway, McKinnon should be there. McCarr should be there. Rantanen should be there. Rantanen was sick. Landis Cog should be there. Just setting the whole team. Yeah, man. You know, like... Go Avs. Go Avs. I think... And, and like, Calgary, I, I don't think Johnny Goudreau should go. But, like, anyways, I think Jacob Arkstrom should be there. He's not going. Um... I don't know, like, Edmonton's kind of got it right. Like, just send Drysdale McDavid can't go wrong. Nobody else really deserves to go. But no. anyway, it's just it just a- doesn't Evander make sense. Kane. 
Yeah, Evander King. Yeah, what is Edmonton going to send? Sure, he'd Evander love King. to go to Vegas for the All-Star game. Yeah, I bet you. He'd, uh, you know, I think he wants to go to Edmonton so that he can clean up all the girls that uh, Taylor Hall didn't get to. You know, because t- Taylor Hall tried making the rounds through all of Edmonton and uh, whatever, but he, he got traded before he could finish it up. So I'm sure uh, Evander Kane will just finish the job. So, um <laughs> All right, uh, Colton, I got I got a question for you to end off the pod today. Alrighty. Uh, who in the NHL currently do you think will have their number retired when they retire? Name as many people as you want. All right. Uh, the first one for me, because I don't think goalies get enough appreciation around the league, is uh, Carey Price. I think uh, Carey Price is 31, and Montreal is definitely getting retired at the end of his career. I mean, this guy, he's such a great guy off the ice. Um, he has a million charities. He's always at the children's hospital, um, helping sick kids. And, uh, you know, he's played in Montreal his whole career, like I said. And Do they even have any numbers left to retire? Like, they're like the no, Yankees exactly. where they're, like, running out of single Every digits, number. right? <laughs> but, yeah, I think uh, Carey Price, he, it's too bad he doesn't have a cup, but... His number will definitely be retired. The fans love him in Montreal. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good one for sure. Um, you know, obviously the first players that come to my mind is like Crosby, Ovechkin, um, Patty Kane, Steven Stamkos, probably. Um, you know, I think I think Ryan Getzlaff is one that like oh, you know because he's he's doing really good like like all time points wise for the for Ducks. The Ducks yeah. He's such a big player for them and. Um, I think Timu Solani, the you know probably the best Ducks player of all time, would be the first to say that he should get his number retired for sure. I think uh, I'd agree with that. Yeah, Timu. Yeah, Timu. I think Timu um, is. I, I know he's a big supporter of Getzlaff because of how good Getzlaff's been for the team, and um, we know that he's retiring here soon. So um, we'll probably see a jersey retirement in about a year or two. I'd for like sure. to see uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Um, which his, which team is he is gonna put him in the rafters? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, I I hope Pittsburgh. I hope he gets one more shot with Pittsburgh, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I'd uh, I'd love to see his jersey get retired in Pittsburgh, but I'm not maybe sure Vegas. Hey, you never know, man. Their their first ever retired number, maybe maybe. Oh, you I never think, know. That'd be interesting. I think that'd be a good one. Um, yeah, I may I I wouldn't see like Giordano getting retired in Calgary. No, no I wouldn't see that, but. Uh, I mean, like, let's focus on retiring Kipper first here. Like, oh, or, yeah. You know, let's actually actually retire Theo Fleury's number instead of, like, Speaking honoring. of uh, retiring jerseys, I think Henrik Lundqvist is getting his jersey retired at the end of the month here. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, no, he is, which makes sense, obviously. Yeah, like, the king of New York. Like, yeah, he's probably the best goalie that they've ever had, right? So, um, you know, they've had some good goalies, but... Well, I think I think that's about it. We covered everything. We covered uh, Kale McCarr, uh, Kodak Black, uh, Player of the Week for sure. Uh, that guy it just has a lot of uh, energy back checking, and he's just a you know a team player out there. Um, Colton, uh, I hope you enjoyed this week. It was an absolute honor being on the pod again. I look forward to uh, being on some more episodes. Yeah, well, we will uh, see you in some future episodes and. Uh, um yeah well thanks for 10 episodes everybody here's to 10 more and then 10 more after that and then maybe 10 more after that i don't know we'll see what we'll see what happens uh all right you ready yeah